Welcome to Famous Adjacent, a podcast where we talk about pop culture and new media while seated comfortably beside all the action. I'm Claire. And I'm Lauren, and this is a podcast for and by YouTubers who decided the platform wasn't for them anymore. So come sit down, relax, eat a Chipotle burrito, and discuss the drama from 2009. Wow. It's, uh, it's been a minute. It has been. <laughs> um, welcome back to, like, the famous adjacent The Revival, mm-hmm. which was not intentional. But guys, winter is hard. Um, but Claire, tell us what you've been up to since uh, our unplanned hiatus. I don't even know. We could talk about that for a second, like, why we've been not posting. Yeah. I mean... Because I'll be real, I have had days where I just, like, haven't gotten out of bed. Hasn't been a good mental health time for me lately. Yeah. Winter and fall and just, like, adulthood in general. Yeah. Not a good mental health time. And I think, like, totally up front, we were having issues, a lot of technical issues with every podcast we were recording. Oh, my God, And that was just getting so... (laughs) fucking frustrating yeah i mean i'm sure that you guys noticed it would be like one episode just the audio would be super fucked and like the next Mm -hmm. one it sounded like we were underwater and then the next one the levels were all over the place or super staticky um so i think sometimes for your mental health the best thing to do is just like step away from a frustrating situation yeah Um, totally And that's what we did kind of like at work when you're uh when you're just really overwhelmed and frustrated with a task and you just need to take like a 15 minute get a coffee and walk around break this was like the equivalent to that but our 15 minutes was um like two months yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i think it's also hard like again just like being super real with people like we haven't had this conversation so we're having it live for the first time on this podcast we love real queens (laughs) (laughs) we love an honest brand (laughs) that it's like hard when things are frustrating and like you're working with one of your best friends and like you don't want to be like rude and me because we're not being paid to do this it's not like really what we get out of this is like talking to each other and connecting with Mm -hmm. an audience and like it's so hard when shit's going wrong to not be like vengeful and rude to each other that like I would just like step away from the situation yeah so that's what we did and we're back and you know it's a new year uh it's the year that we're seeing Harry Styles live in concert yes so all good things yeah but we appreciate you guys being patient with us and we have been patient with ourselves and each other and we are really excited to maybe try some new things and stick with the segments that we love and you love um Mm -hmm. but like let us know if you're uh if you're listening if you've (laughs) carried over with us to a new year and if you have Mm -hmm. any thoughts yeah definitely something i would like to let's make resolutions okay for the podcast i would say my podcast resolution is for us to find a better narrative with what we're saying because I think the beginning, what we say at the like the bit with the music, you guys know about it. Um, mm-hmm. is like, <laughs> you've heard it. You've heard it. Um, is like yeah. pretty accurate, but like we've just like gotten caught up in things. Like, so do we want this to be more of like a newsy type segmenty thing, or like what's this like the brand, the story we're going for here? Because like from my perspective, we're two girls who grew up on the internet. 
just doing life. Yeah, just doing life. That provides a unique perspective that I think a lot of people don't have just because you and I could, I can trace back certain personality traits directly to people I used to interact with on the internet. Oh, fully same. And the thing that's funny is being an adult now when you talk to people and you'll be like, oh, because like, do you remember when Selena Gomez did that EMA promo in 2011? Haha, that was so funny. And they're like, what are you fucking talking about? I had that moment Um, at work today. What was I was? (laughs) So I was I had gotten this sweater from Latote. Do you know what Latote is? Yes, we use that for work. Yeah. For our photo shoots. Yeah, not sponsored. It's like a box that you send back clothes and you get clothes. It's the Netflix of fast fashion. Yeah, and it's only sixty dollars yeah. a month, and you can send it back as much as you want, like as a quick a turnaround as you can get it. You mm-hmm. can. So like my whole office got hooked on it. So I've been latoting, nice. and I got this shirt that I, I described it to a coworker today as a shirt that was exactly the same kind of shirt that Selena Gomez wore in her iconic Vogue seventy three questions interview. I'm like, do you remember that? Okay. And they were like, yes, like a red situation. And it had like a big old cutout at the front. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they didn't know what I was talking about. That's surprising the vogue 73 questions interviews are like pretty well watched i mm-hmm. thought i don't know but um speaking of uh videos and coworkers and just whatever i think i the, god has finally blessed me um <laughs> not that i don't adore my coworkers. like i went wedding dress shopping with them this past weekend they're great but they just like don't get me on the level that like claire gets me and today this um, new girl that we hired who went to my college that I just like never crossed paths with when I was there. I look over and she's watching a video called 13 times Harry Styles vocals slayed me. I think it was had me shook. <laughs> like Had me shook. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Cause I put I've it on my Snapchat story. Um, and I was just like, wow, I'm so used to giving. And now I finally get to receive. <laughs> <laughs> I was at um, a bar last night where they have touch tunes there. So like someone was controlling the that? music. You don't have touch tunes? It's no. like a jukebox that so you have an app and you buy credits and then you can like control. That's really yeah. cool. So whoever had it last night was like a massive 1975 fan because they kept playing their songs. But then Side okay. of the Time started playing and I was with my friend Liam and he like looked over at me. I'm like, this is Harry Styles. And he was like, yeah, I fucking know. Man. I love that look that happens whenever Harry Styles, One Direction, Taylor Swift, like whenever the song plays in public or whenever anyone mentions mm-hmm. them and just everyone you're with who knows you even a little bit like looks at you you're like that's right yeah this is the song of my people <laughs> you are correct did you have any resolutions this year lauren <laughs> not to total any cars but we'll get into that my podcast resolutions in addition to uh you know redefining our narrative is being less Letting my anxiety not hold me back as much from doing the shit that we want to do on this podcast, because mm-hmm. Claire and I were just talking off, I was going to say off camera, but that's not the right <laughs> verbiage, but before we were recording, we were talking about guests we want to have and segments we want to introduce and just like things we want to go for, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of times where like, we want to do that, like, uh, let's reach out to that person, and then speaking for myself, I know that I'm like, huh, now I actually have to do the talking to people thing. And that makes me uncomfortable. So I'm mm-hmm. going to not let that be an excuse in 2018. We are confident. And this is a podcast about something. Yep. <laughs> this is a podcast about confident women who do things 
we'll we'll define it more because that's uh that's not anything work in progress yeah exactly exactly mm-hmm. um so before we get into sister did that news do you want to i it's it's hard to catch up all the way back for november right. but tell us a little bit about your 2018 so far well i don't even know if you've noticed this lauren but i am looking like a boss right now because okay. for christmas yes. i got uh the liza koshi endorsed uh beats x headphones oh oh that's so cool that's like the biggest thing in my life it was on my amazon wish list and janelle that's my mom totally surprised me because i just got a phone so i figured like beats headphones weren't weren't on the horizon yeah not on the docket for the christmas list but she got them for me because she loves me and you can like talk on the phone on them which i like at work when i'm doing meetings nice that's great. I put beats on my Christmas wish list after also having them on my birthday wish list, and it didn't happen. Maybe not. But I bought time. them for myself. Yay! Yeah, because uh, beats are um, beats are kind of expensive. I got the over the ear ones, the uh, the solos, the beats solo threes, the rose and gold I didn't ones. Want to buy into the hype. I got matte gold mm-hmm. actually, which. They're real bougie. They're great though. I didn't want to buy into the hype, but beats are something that just like are worth the difference yeah they're so great mm-hmm. and i love being able to walk around the office listening to music and not having to unplug and i've gotten into nick jonas in 2018 who is she <laughs> yeah you've been tweeting about that a lot <laughs> i have been honestly it's because i saw jumanji that he's in and it was in he was who oh, you know he was something i had a crush on nick jonas when i was 12 and i still do that aged well i uh, love it joke i already tweeted that reminded me The other day I tweeted something that was like, let me pull up the verbatim tweet. No one helped me. I asked for help on Twitter. No one responded to me. So I had to do my own detective work. And I tweeted. Let me see if I can help. "Um, Does anyone remember who did the magazine interview with Taylor after she partied with 1D when they played Madison Square Garden for the first time? No. I didn't even know that interview existed. I'm going to be honest. Elle Magazine 2013. I did a lot of detective work to find it. I had that magazine and then I guess I threw it away because I'm a dumb piece of shit. And then I wanted to download the interview and I couldn't find it anywhere. Couldn't find it on Tumblr. Couldn't find it anywhere. So I went to, there's a magazine archive website where you can buy PDFs of old magazines for $3. Oh, wow. So I bought a PDF of an old magazine for $3. And then, like, flipped through, quote unquote, until I got to the interview. And then I reread it. And I was like, this is still the best thing I've ever read in my life. Would you care to um, share a snippet or any? Uh, well, I don't know if you have the PDF on your person right now. I do. Oh, thank God. Screenshot it on my phone. I can also, I'll send it to you as well. So that way you can um, read it and you'll be like, fuck me up this is so this is 2013 I very much appreciate that um so 2013 taylor swift they did the interview december 2012 okay She's 23 a magical time oh wow the night before i met taylor swift for lunch she accepted an award from the family of her ex-boyfriend a kennedy and attended an after party for the madison square garden performance of her then boyfriend a pop star harry styles of the boy band one direction i don't know this because swift mentions it I know it because I can Google. I can also tell you in the past few days, Taylor Swift shopped in Australia and went to Central Park Zoo with Styles while wearing a sweater with a fox on it, 
which some bloggers found obnoxiously twee. Like some dystopian David Foster Wallace short story in which your Instagram is hijacked by an entire society, Swift's every move matters to millions. And yet the young woman who greets me at a swank Manhattan bistro appears as natural and warm as the profiles written about her assert. I love what's going on with your makeup, she says sincerely. It's so Christmas party. God, we were... We were spoiled. We had... We were and we didn't even know it. If Taylor Swift told me my makeup was so Christmas party, I would never take my makeup off. (laughs) Ever. That would be in my skin forever. Yep. Someone on my deathbed, they would say, why are you covered in glitter? And I would say, 87 years ago, Taylor Swift (laughs) told me I looked so Christmas party. So Christmas party. And then it ends in like a really good way. So like they're finishing the lunch and she's like leaving and the paparazzi are outside. Swift touched up her makeup and adjusted the angle of her wood cap. Are you ready to see my no emotion face? She asked me, gesturing to the throngs of photographers waiting outside. The 10 paces we take from the door of the restaurant to Swift's black SUV feel a bit like walking the plank. Nestled safely inside the cocoon of the car's back seat, she continues. I usually only make that face when I'm alone or I put my head down. So I ask why? So they don't get a good shot. She pauses and thinks about it. I guess also because I'm scared. Ugh. So good. The writing on that is really good. Yeah. I also love the, the God, please send me that whole PDF. That's incredible. That's great. <laughs> um, that might even be better than her Rolling Stone interview where she tells the interviewer, journalist, I think is what they're called, <laughs> Lauren, um, th- that she puts her headphones in and listens to music when the paparazzi are around and she listens to Kendrick Lamar backseat freestyle mm-hmm. and then says, I know all the words with a smirk and the <laughs> the journalist includes the lyrics. Yes. I pray my dick get big as the Eiffel Tower so I can fuck the world for 72 hours. I know all the words. I know all the words. Like, I love it. Incredible. In journalism of, at its finest. Yeah, but in terms of journalism, like I love that Taylor Swift journal like thing, interview, that's what it's called. But when Harry <laughs> Styles says to the Rolling Stones journalist that the songs him and Taylor have written about each other are the best unspoken dialogue ever. That's what kills me. That shit gets me. I also remember when Harry Styles did an interview with like 2012 where he's like, I've only slept with two people and I also don't think I'm bisexual, but who knows? (laughs) Sweet Harry. The memory I have for bizarre things is really just incredible. Um, but other, the last thing that I've sort of been into that goes straight into Sister Did That is I'm rereading Harry Potter right now. Oh, yeah. Nice. I love it. Obviously. Eh. It's the best. But every time I reread Harry Potter, I get so fucking mad that J.K. Rowling did a whole, this doing this whole movie series about a textbook when the story about the Marauders is right there. And it's infinitely better. So much better. I just need HBO to buy the rights to that. Because I feel like they could do it the best. That would be good. That would be good. And, like, fans have had that movie casted Mm -hmm. for years. So, like, you wouldn't even have to do that much work. No. Just call up the right people. Um, But, yeah. So, Emma Watson has really been making Hermione Granger proud in terms of just being a badass and you know a sister who did that mm-hmm. oh wow our a segment that we have <laughs> incredible um so the golden globes happened this past sunday as we're recording it it being this podcast words <laughs> are just flowing today and it was a really 
important award show um, that started the Time's Up movement, uh, where a lot of actors and act- actresses and activists, what a tongue twister, talked about assault, um, not just in Hollywood, but just in the world in general, and everyone wore black. And there are some problematic elements of it, not the movement itself, but mm-hmm. movement adjacent, I guess, to use, uh, to borrow words directly from the title of this podcast. But one thing that was great um, is Emma Watson brought, I'm, the thing that's ironic is we're talking about how she kind of renounced her white feminism, and I'm going to sound like a white feminist because I don't remember the name of the activist she brought as her her guest to the Globes, which uh, I'll admit is really shitty. I don't know either. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, but basically, Emma Watson very recently, in light of all of this, has kind of taken the time to take a step back in response to what everyone said about her being a white feminist, especially directly in response to her UN speech from a few years ago, if you guys remember, Mm -hmm. and just was like, hey, you know what? You're right. I did do that. Here's what I've learned since, which is just great. And we need more of that. Yeah, she she said at the beginning, when I heard myself being called a white feminist, I didn't understand. I suppose I proved their case in point. What was the need to define me or anyone else for that matter as a feminist by race? What did this mean? Was I being called racist? Was the feminist movement more fractured than I understood? I began panicking. It would have been more useful for me to spend my time asking questions like, what are ways that I have benefited from being white? In which ways do I support and uphold a system that is structurally racist? How do my race, class, and gender affect my perspective? There seems to be many types of feminism and feminists, but instead of seeing these differences as, as diverse, I could have asked whether defining them was actually empowering and bringing about a better understanding, but I didn't know to ask these questions. Yeah, and I think that's more than fair. Yeah. A lot of times you don't know that you're doing something fucked up until someone's like, hey, I mean this in the nicest way possible, but you're doing something that's fucked up. Mm -hmm. Because how are you supposed to know? Like, there's some things you inherently know are bad and some things you don't know until you've crossed the line and someone says, oh, hey, in case you missed it, there's a giant line over there. Right. you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, and so I think she goes on to talk about, like, she spent time, like, talking to women of color and, like, really trying to understand their perspective. And she ends the whole thing with, we still have time to make 2017 a year filled with intersectionality, which I think is beautiful. Intersectional feminist queen. Cool. Um, (laughs) Emma Watson brought um, Mireille Larce, which potentially am saying incorrectly and i apologize if that is the case um but she is an activist for women and she's the co-chair of the end violence against women coalition which is a uk-based black feminist organization very cool a good guest yeah a great guest so sister did that i hope that more uh women and men take what Emma Watson has had to say into account and really thinks about it because I remember when she did her UN speech it was all over social media and everyone was talking about it so I hope Mm -hmm. this has the same effect um, because just like what she had to say back then was well-intentioned and a really important message this is too if not more so yeah and I think that she's one of the few celebrities who takes that kind of criticism like steps back and then does her best to be better yeah because it's so easy to act defensively and out of anger when that's not the intention and i think that there's been really interesting conversations Mm -hmm. happening for years now about the best way to call people out and the best way to respond to it so 
uh, white women everywhere and just anyone who holds any sort of privilege anywhere take note yeah so emma watson legitimately is super smart and super poised and super um super third adjective that i can't think of um someone else that's like super smart our favorite mediocre white boy to talk about on this podcast donald trump donald he trump. saw this a few days ago <laughs> at this point like especially mm-hmm. if this being posted but this is just like too great yeah yeah so um what is what is the actual the at real donald trump quote yes um so he tweeted on the morning of january 6th three tweets there are a lot to break down honestly Mm -hmm. he says that now the russian collusion after one year of intense study has been proven to be a total hoax on the american public that's not true (laughs) like what do you mean it hasn't proven to be false at all it's ongoing anyway the Democrats and their lapdogs, the fake news mainstream media, are taking out the old Ronald Reagan playbook and screaming mental stability and intelligence. Actually, throughout my life, my two greatest assets have been mental stability and being, like, really smart. That sounds like I'm saying it like that. No, <laughs> when he, that in is... Fact, being, comma, like, comma, really smart. Crooked Hillary also played these cards very hard and as everyone knows, went down in flames. I went from very successful businessman to top TV star to president of the United States on my first try. Oh my God. I think that would qualify not as smart, but genius, dot, 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 and a very stable genius at that. It's just like, when he's tweeting these things, I just wanna know if he is thinking ahead and knowing it's gonna cause an uproar. Or if he, I mean, like, that's, that is some sociopath shit to say that Mm -hmm. and, like, know that it's going to make people want to actually commit themselves and just do it anyway. stable genius. Incredible. The leader of the free world. Um, Speaking of Trump in the news this week, have you seen his Hall of Presidents animatronic at Disney? Because that's incredible. It, for those of you who don't know highly recommend you look it up it looks as though the disney animatronics engineer team built a president hillary clinton in advance to put in the hall of presidents and then at the last minute said oh shit and put like some really tragic trump skin (laughs) and a tumbleweed on its head it's phenomenal but it has her face like it has her face with like a layer of leathery orange skin on top in an alternate regality she's our president (laughs) i hope I hope I'm doing well in the alternate reality. Same. I'm rooting for alternate reality, Lauren and Claire. I hope that they're doing okay. (laughs) And I hope that alternate reality, Lauren, finds a foundation that fucking lasts through the day. Because that is what this reality (laughs) is struggling with right now. I mean, among many other things. But anyway. So, okay, quick question. Slight derail. But as I was going to read that tweet, I find uh, that... 20 of my followers follow Trump and a lot of them are people that I love and respect and that I know are very very liberal and I just I just want to know because like I do read his tweets when they're newsworthy Mm -hmm. which is pretty much every tweet I don't I don't know why judging is not the right word but like when I see people I know they're following Trump I'm just like ugh, I know that we're all reading them anyway but like don't follow him I don't know why I just like feel gross about that yeah I don't I don't know why you would follow like, I, I can see it like, oh, like you want to stay on top of what's happening, but the Twitter algorithm isn't 
what's the word? Numeric? In order? Yeah. It's out of uh, order. Chronological? It's not chronological anymore. Which, uh, bring back chronological timelines on all platforms. Yeah. In 2018. Seriously, though. Yeah, a lot of people... It's a, it's a few brands mm-hmm. that follow him, um, but then just a few other people I know, uh, two of whom are friends of mine who I know um, work in politics, which makes sense. My thought is, like, if you follow CNN or you follow, like, the Associated Press or, like, literally any news source anywhere, you don't really need to follow him. Right. I don't know why I feel weird about that, but I do. That's just <laughs> a slight derail. I miss Halo News. I do, too. And I just... They have both been simultaneously really busy and really not doing anything. <laughs> In terms of Taylor Swift, the Endgame music video, also featuring Future and Ed Sheeran, comes out tonight at midnight, which by the time this goes live, you all will have already seen. So let me know what your thoughts Presumably. are. I'm sure it's incredible. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you've at least dabbled. Um, she's posted a few screenshots on the Swift Life, which was her app that launched in our absence, which I still haven't signed up for. I'm going to be honest because I'm a fake fan. I only have it on my phone still because I wanted to talk to you about it and then I was going to delete it. Well, there you go. So it's just pretty much like, from what I understand, a social media feed just for her and her fans to just talk about her, which is yes. some Leo shit. I'm surprised she's a Sagittarius. <laughs> Yeah, so I turned off the notifications for it because you would get like a lot of push, like not push notifications, but like, you know, on apps where it like it says like it would be like five or 10 or whatever. It'd be a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of little noties and those kind of bother me. Um, so mm-hmm, I turned I hate that. Turn those off because they like, kept bringing me back into the app. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so then I turned those off and I literally haven't touched it since. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's just a bunch of, I think... I mean, it makes sense, I guess, because her fans are very engaged in social media and she likes to engage with them in social media. So it's only a matter of time. But for some reason, she's barely the on the this- app, though, from my understanding. Like she only gets on to like things when she's promoting something, which is how she is with Tumblr, too. Yes. Is that, which is that yeah, gaslighting? I mean, it's not false information. That's true. Um so yeah, because she has something happening, she's been on social media. She's posted stills from the Endgame music video, mm-hmm. and it looks like it's going to be really good. The teaser video looks good. She was filming it legitimately months ago, so hopefully it doesn't disappoint. Uh, Claire has heard a rumor and passed it along to me that Katy Perry might be in it. That's which what they were saying. Would on be the interesting. Life. Interesting. Because there's a bit that's filmed on a yacht with future mm-hmm. and apparently there's either Katy Perry was there or just a dancer who looks like Katy Perry. I could see Taylor putting a dancer that looks like Katy Perry in the video because of the whole Katy Perry stole her dancers fiasco. True. But I would hope that she's a bigger person since then, but who knows? Uh by the time you're listening to it, we'll know, mm-hmm. but um this is the fun time traveling part of this podcast. So yeah. that's what Taylor Swift's doing. She's also running hella ads on Instagram about the fucking Ready For It video and her tour. It comes mm-hmm. up every time I go through people's stories. I don't see it at all. Yeah, it's probably because I haven't bought in tickets and they're just like, bitch, we gave you a pre-sale <laughs> code and you didn't use it. I bet they do have that number, like the people whose emails. They, pro- they probably have the emails of people who signed up for the pre-sale and then didn't buy anything i'm sorry taylor we're broke out here we have to afford car payments now i cannot see you on tour do you regret not buying tickets i regret it a little bit more now just because i 
like the album a lot more. I would go so far to say is that I objectively like it, <laughs> but it's fine. I think that I don't really love her in a stadium setting, which is kind of shitty to say, mm-hmm. but I just... I mean, granted, in July, I will have severe FOMO, but at the present moment, I'm just like, eh, it's okay. We have tickets to see Harry Styles anyway. Exactly. And what is he up to? He still has his winter girlfriend, which is a Harry trend. He would date a girl (laughs) every winter, usually for just the winter. But he's been dating Mm -hmm. her for like before the winter. So our son has grown. He is a mature 23-year-old man. His birthday soon. Oh. February 1st. The day before my mom's. Twinsies. So other than that, he's been nominated for iHeartRadio's Best Solo Breakout Artist Award. And so has the other three members of One Direction. So that's fun. With Camila Cabello, which is the worst. The type of pettiness that I live for. I don't like her at all. I don't like her music. I don't like her no my boss loves her i mean she doesn't love her she just likes the song she puts out and i can't relate i don't like havana at all i don't either but you know what i've listened to 47 (laughs) times the past few days that fucking song because guess what i don't have anymore an ox chord your girl's been listening to radio and they're like here's your number one song like it's been the number one song since june stop she doesn't like say anything sorry i just half of her heart is in havana Ooh na 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 I got very heated about that. Sorry. Harry Styles, the most, the man of the hour. Man of the hour. I, sorry. I was looking at the iHeartRadio Music Awards um, nominations. Do you want to pick who you would uh, pick to win for all of these since we're not going to vote because you have to vote on Twitter? Oh, yes. It's, these are our official votes. Obviously, I know iHeartRadio is listening. Yes, exactly. So, like, please count these. I'm not going to put them on Twitter because that's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> I feel bad. But anytime something I care about is, like, share your vote on Twitter. I'm like, nope. no. Like, that's the only I way to vote. I will not be doing no, that. No. Like, the WoW Presents award. No, the st- it was the Streamies. Mm-hmm. The Streamies, which is, like, the Internet Golden Globes, was had nominated my favorite YouTube series, which is called it's called uh but it's like said with like a a female porn star affect it's my two favorite drag queens they now have their own uh, cable television program called the trixie and katya show anyway all of this is to say please vote for us and i was like i would love to but then they're like you have to tweet hashtag uh for streamies hashtag streamies like no never mind love you but absolutely fucking not so no thank you all right let's see this is a long ass article Okay, song of the year. Your options are Despacito, featuring Justin Bieber, obviously. Shape of You, uh, Something Just Like This by the Chainsmokers and Coldplay. Uh, That's What I Like by Bruno Mars and Wild Thoughts by DJ Khaled featuring Rihanna and Bryson Tiller. It's going to be Shape of You. It's the number one song in America. (laughs) It is going to be Shape of You. Um, I, to be honest... That's what I like is what I like. I fuck with that song. Not sure why. It's not my normal mm-hmm. vibe, but there you go. that would be my vote. But Shape of You would win. Yeah. Next is Female Artist of the Year. Um, we don't have to read all these because Taylor Swift is one of them. So I hope that she wins. And I hope they tell her beforehand so that she goes. No kidding. It's very cute that I nominated Alessia Cara. She hasn't been doing anything this year other than that song with Logic. I love... No, she's... In, it's, is that Zed? She... Well, she has another song. Actually, you're right. She had two songs mm-hmm. this year. One was Zed and then the 1-800... The suicide one. Yes. That song is with Logic. Yeah. The one with Zed totally rips off Taylor Swift. 
and it it, it rips me. off a lot of songs. It rips off Million Reasons by Lady Gaga mm-hmm. and some Paramore song. It's a clusterfuck of plagiarism. But anyway, male artist of the year, we have Bruno Mars, Charlie Puth, who bothers me for some reason. <laughs> Not sure why, but just thought I'd throw that yeah, in there. Yeah. Ed Sheeran, Shawn Mendes, and The Weeknd. I don't have any opinion. <laughs> My vote is Ed Sheeran. I did see him in concert. I do. I, I adore Ed Sheeran. Um, I will say his concert was the most Caucasian thing I've ever <laughs> been to. I'm going to say The Weeknd because I saw him in concert. Oh, yeah. So go. God, 2017, the year of live music. Mm-hmm. Uh, best duo or group? I'm going Portugal the Man. I don't feel any sort of way about this. The other options are The Chainsmokers, Migos, Maroon 5, and Imagine Dragons. I went to college with Drew Taggart's cousin, who is the singing chain smoker and he was the <laughs> fucking worst lucas i hope you're listening to this uh, he was my coworker. oh my god he also slid into my roommate's dms last night i'm just gassing what child <laughs> um yeah they it was a thing um so anyway this is all to say that my option would probably be maroon 5 because they're just kind of like an evergreen like mm-hmm. oh maroon 5 that's generally agreeable yeah, yeah, yeah. in any year so yeah i don't feel any way about that oh wow the song that we just called uh plagiarism anthem 2k17 is on here yeah stay by zed and alessia cara and the other options for best collaboration despacito don't want to know something just like this and wild thoughts i'm going despacito i feel like it'll win i'm gonna write in (laughs) i'm gonna write in i'm the one because i didn't care for any of these songs but i like i'm the one a lot Mm -hmm. so I know that's not the rules, but whatever. Uh, best new pop artist, there's Canola Oil. <laughs> yep. Um, Camila Cabello. Julia Michaels, who I honestly do not know. She sings Issues, and she's oh, a songwriter yeah. for, like, everyone. Liam Payne, Logic, and Niall. I'll pick Niall. Yeah, same. Fuck it up, Niall. I'm scrolling down now because, like, this is a lot longer than I thought it was going to be, so oh, let's there's just a, this is pick and choose. Rock, don't care. Country, don't care. Dance songs don't really care. I'm gonna be honest. Where's Harry Styles? <laughs> Honestly, <like> though. <laughs> Me anytime. <laughs> anytime I'm promised Harry Styles and he's not there. They really <laughs> go through every category. Regional Mexican song of the year. What are your thoughts? Who's your fave? <laughs> Let's scroll down to uh, best lyrics socially voted category. Your <laughs> options are Bodak Yellow by Cardi B. These are the best lyrics of 2017. Just sit tight. <laughs> Bodak Yellow, Despacito, Holding Me Back by Shawn Mendes. Look What You Made Me Do <laughs> is an option for the best no. lyrics of 2017. Perfect by Ed Sheeran and Slow Hands by Niall Horan. Oh my God, guess what's playing on iHeartRadio right now? Havana. It just told me on the bottom of my screen. Incredible. I'm going to go with perfect because that's actually like a lyrically inclined song. Perfect puts me to sleep. So I'm going to go with Bodak Yellow. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. The next one does have Harry Styles in the category. It's best cover song. But like, I don't think I ever heard him say that, do that cover. No, but uh, Ed Sheeran's cover of Touch, I already know, was my answer because that was yeah. incredible. I said that to you. That's like, if you haven't listened to that, everyone go listen to it. And his glasses are fogging up the entire time. God bless. Um, ooh, best music video. There's, yeah. there's a lot of fucking ones. Um, there's Bad Liar. Oh. oh. <laughs> I just need to tell you really quickly. Did you know what? that Camila Cabello's fans are called the Camilizers? <laughs> that's f- like that's trash. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, caramelizers. That makes more sense. <laughs> Camelizers? I guess. That's embarrassing. Anyway, sorry. Best music anyway, video. Yeah. yeah, best music video. Bad Liar, Selena Gomez. Do I have to read the rest of these? Like, fact. I mean, that was a <laughs> film. That was a short film in and of itself. But also the Look What You Made Me Do video. We've talked about this before. The music video was so good. But it's like only so good if you're a Taylor Swift fan. Like objectively, the Bad That's Liar true. video is really good. It is very good. Um, oh, the Harry's videos on here is there's a few other ones like I don't really want to read them all but Harry Styles is on here as well and I I don't think I've ever seen the full I've six never minutes. seen the full I have I can tell you I have seen about an hour <laughs> or not an hour about an a minute I, I watched his feet leave the ground and I was like okay I got I'm the out. gist yeah I can imagine so, it. Uh, Okay, mm-hmm. I also know I'm growing up because the Social Star <laughs> Award options, I recognize one name on this, maybe two. I recognize two. two. I recognize two names. Who is Rumi Official? <laughs> Who are Max and Who Harvey? Who is Mariah Belgrad? <laughs> like, tell me more. Oh, yeah, here's, here's the category. Best Solo Breakout with canola oil and the four members <laughs> of the One Direction. Why did they do this? <laughs> this is so... This is... I hope they all go up together. I hope the nominees have to go because like imagine I I hope they sit them all next to each other that would literally I, hope, I would no I hope they sit them four row like four aisles in a row just sitting <laughs> one in front of the other I hope they perform okay here's okay I know radio music festival or music award planners I know you're listening here's our dream here's scenario here's my dream scenario we do a mashup oh all Ooh. four of One Direction's, like, whatever song they want to do. We could throw Zayn in there, too, his song with Taylor Swift. And there would be yeah. One Direction and Taylor Swift. That's my dream scenario. I will settle, though, for Harry, Liam, Louis, Niall, all, like, doing, like, a little bit of their own songs. And they end with a One Direction song. Preferably What Makes You Beautiful. Oh, I would like I have chills thinking about that. I'm so embarrassing. But imagine I don't want to live forever fades into side of the times and then a drum beat kicks in and you hear bump, 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 and it's slow hands. And then there's just like a weird electronic beat. And then it's Louie. No, no, no. I lied. It's a it's a heavy, heavy rock guitar. And it's Miss You. Miss You's the best song ever. Why isn't that on here? Miss song. I I, that came out since we've done this. If you didn't know, Louis Tomlinson came out with a song called Miss You, and it's the best fucking thing you'll ever hear in your whole life. That's a lie, but it's (laughs) it's really good. But it's very like Weedis, late nineties, early two thousands, just like pop punk. It's incredible. Anyway, we finished the mashup with just like a bizarre synth dance beat and it's get low by liam payne and then they finish with what makes you beautiful god why don't why aren't we planning this i we basically just did like you're welcome your job is done like harry's the wild card there but like he's been performing what makes you beautiful so he's like not embarrassed of it yeah yeah so those are our hot takes because i don't care about best remix but which is a new socially voted category yeah Oh, oh my so, God! Uh, For the first, listen to this. Listen to this. The awards take place over. Oh, they're gonna fuck us over, Lauren. Why? They present seven awards in the seven nights leading up to the telecast. Each night at eight p.m., an artist will be presented with their award and give an acceptance speech. Why? That's so That's stupid. So dumb. I think. 
imagine it. They did this just so One Direction wouldn't get to all be in the same room. They give Louis an award on Monday. Harry yes. gets an award Tuesday. There's not even that many awards for them to win. They're only nominated each in like two categories. But like, why would they punish us like this? I'm already having a rough 2018. Like, this is all. This is that Grammys party that tried to parent trap um, Harry and Zayn all over again. This is. I'm so upset. This is wow. I can't. Who knows what they're going to be wearing for the iHeartRadio Awards? Oh, I hope we get a return of some sort of floral Gucci number for Harry. He's been slacking on those recently. I know. And it was so much better because now when he's alone, you're like, I mean, whatever. Sure. Mm -hmm. But it was so much funnier when it was him (laughs) doing that shit. The other members of the band just in like black suits and they were just like, please stop. But anyway, what are you wearing? I am wearing a... uh Regular black t-shirt from The Gap, okay. some mom jeans from Old Navy, and then I was wearing some booties that I got at JCPenney. Nice. What are you wearing? Well, I guess I am the Harry Styles to your rest of One Direction because you're wearing black and I am wearing floral. Um, no, I have a navy blue sweater from Marshalls, which is the same brand as TJ Maxx. New Year, save <laughs> me, folks, that has floral embroidery on the sleeves and i too am wearing jeans from old navy and i was wearing them with my converse which is a very quintessentially lauren outfit love it incredible holy shit i think that we just successfully revived our podcast yay i feel good i feel good hope you guys enjoyed this we would love to Mm -hmm. hear your thoughts as always we are on twitter at famous adjacent underscore our email our inbox is probably a little dusty, so please like go in, spruce it up a little bit, famousadjacentpod at gmail.com. We would absolutely love to know what you think. Yes. Um, we didn't say why today was awesome, though. Oh, no. Oh, my God. So rusty. You're so right. <laughs> You're so... Ugh, God damn. Um, my day is awesome because... Well, one, because we're doing this, to be completely frank. This is great. My other reason why today is awesome is because... I did something just like a task for work today and my the big boss was super super excited about it she's like this is incredible lauren has your manager seen this oh my god i want to show this to everyone which was a very over dramatic response because it like wasn't even that big of a deal but like ugh, you know yeah just like the leo in me is like ugh, yes public praise fuck it up <laughs> I love so it. So why was your day awesome? Um, I also got some public praise, which doesn't happen that often for marketing, which is just something. Something that happens at my <laughs> company. But I recently bought Spotify ads, and I've never heard them, obviously, because I have Spotify premium. I'm not not a, um, I, was gonna, I don't know what the word would be. I was going to say normie, but like that's the norm is to have Spotify premium. Like, like a... I'm not a heathen. Yeah, sure. Sure, sure, sure. That works. And someone's brother doesn't pay for Spotify Premium, and he heard our ad and sent a picture of the screen, and everyone was like, oh my god, we have ads on Spotify? That's incredible. And you were like, yep, sister did that. Mm -hmm. The sister is me. The sister is me. That's awesome. And then, obviously, doing the podcast. I'm really excited about bringing it back, whether we make it more newsy, make it more hot takes, give it more of a story. (laughs) I don't know if you guys knew this, but we have a lot to talk about either way. So just let us know. Steer us in the right direction. If you, we can do a murder mystery podcast. That's what everyone wants to listen to. True crime. I think I would get scared recording it. (laughs) 
Me I like I like true crime and conspiracy theories, but then I have to like sleep with the lights on. Um, mm-hmm. And we're gonna try since you know we don't want to go zero to sixty too quickly. Uh, we're going to dabble with uploading every other week for the first like two months or so, mm-hmm. and then we'll come back more regularly. Or we might not. To be super frank with you, um, but we just don't want to. I think in the past we've made the mistake of like falling off the wagon and then being like, okay, that didn't happen and we're back and nothing's wrong. Ha ha. And then the shit hits the fan. So we are yeah. going to ease into the waters. Mm-hmm. Well, you already gave our plugs. So this episode is sponsored by The Comeback Kid by John Mulaney. Comedy special streaming now on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> and our music is by Michael Arada. We will see you guys very soon. Thanks for having us back. Bye. Bye.